It's so easy to feel lost in the world today, but it doesn't have to be this way. You can break through the noise of what everyone is telling you to do and lay your foundation for a life of success, purpose, and joy. I'm Caleb Price. As a fellow young adult and certified life coach, I'm sharing exactly how to do this, how to navigate the struggles of adulthood, and how to find yourself. Join me and become the modern young adult you've always wanted to be. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy you're here. Um, things are well. Like I, I'm really doing well, and I'm, I'm, I hope they're going well for you. My sister's about to get married. Uh, here pretty soon. Uh, work is going well. Having a lot of fun with friends. I'm training for my endurance event. Like a lot of good things are happening in the woodwork. So like, um, I'm just very grateful for a lot of it and I have to give a lot of it, a lot of my enjoyment, of course, to the thoughts that I'm creating for myself, the coaching that I'm giving myself and, and receiving as well. And, and I hope that's the same for you. Of course, if it isn't that way, that is also okay. It's also okay to be in the thick of it with whatever emotions you are experiencing. Just a little reminder, um, today's episode is going to be a little bit different because I was originally anticipating to talk about financial worry because, you know, college is starting pretty soon. A lot of us are either struggling potentially with the conceptualizing and our thoughts and worry about, um, student loan debt or balancing a budget with minimum wage or like just the thoughts about the economy, even though things are actually seeming like they're turning around, which is fascinating because so many people got worked up that things were not going to turn out that way. So next week, we're going to be talking about the numbers. We're going to be doing all that because I was inspired to change that. I was inspired um, as I've been just going about my week. He's like, you know what? I really think I need to talk about the spirit or the Holy Ghost or however you want to call it for yourself. The spirit is what I'm, how I'm going to refer to it. And I want to preface this episode. Um, as you all know, I'm, I'm a Latter-day Saint. I'm a Christian. And so that is super important to me. It's like my top priority in everything. And of course, I don't, you know, like I want this podcast to be open to everybody. And I believe that all these concepts apply to everybody. And even this episode is going to help you if you are not in that camp, so to speak, of Latter-day Saint, or if you have mixed feelings about it, or, you know, don't know where you are in your faith, or not even Christian, or you don't even believe in God or any of those things. I think this could still help you. But I just want to give you the option that if that's not for you, you're allowed to skip these things. Like you do not have to listen to this episode. You in fact don't have to listen to my podcast, just so you know. <laughs> I appreciate it. I I like doing it and I, but I'm offering this out to the world and I really felt inspired today to talk about the spirit because I think a lot of us get confused about it or get things wrong about it just because we learn something early down the road. Or we have a thought in our head that just seems to make sense, logically speaking, or, you know, it's just, it's what happens with everything. But especially, I believe, when it comes to anything religious, there can be a lot of misconception that does us more harm than good um, just because we're like, well, that's just the way it is, without ever questioning it, without ever wondering, hmm, maybe there's actually a different way to think about it. To begin, I want to begin with a story. 
um, recently, I just got hired actually to be a coach for my former coach, Jenny Dildine, who is a coach for preparing missionaries, return missionaries, and even currently serving missionaries. It's a fantastic program. I've just been getting trained in it. And, and I'll, I'm sure I'll be talking more about it. I'll have a link in the bio, of course, if you are in any of those areas and you're like, oh my gosh, like I feel like I need you know, mental and emotional prep before my mission, or I need help during my mission. If you know, you're a parent or you know someone or you're a return missionary like me and that's how I got help and it changed my life forever. And now I get to be that coach, which is amazing. I mean, it still means I'm still a coach here um, in this space for college students, of course, for young adults that are past that stage, of course. Um, But I just wanted to preface all that because she is a big proponent of this. Recently, uh, she had a coaching session with a missionary and it's happened more than just this time, but like this one in particular stood out to her where a missionary came to her and said that like, Oh, like I'm just depressed. Like I'm so anxious that like, I am not worthy to have the spirit. Like I can't, you know, feel it. I I can't experience in my life. Like I'm not good enough for that because of all these things going on. And she was just like, what? Like, where did you hear that? And so over the course of our training, she was just like over and over again, like, just get rid of this lie, like get on a soapbox and get rid of this lie out there that like, just because you are experiencing negative emotion does not mean you are also not worthy or experiencing the spirit. And that's kind of the premise of a lot of this. We're going to dive into lots of different aspects uh, of the Holy Ghost. And of course, just know this is my opinion. This isn't doctrine. This isn't like I'm going to base it on those sorts of things. But at the end of the day, you know, it's my word. And so take that for what you will. I just want to really emphasize for the first point of this is that your emotions are not the spirit. Like the emotions that you experience on a day-to-day basis are not the Holy Ghost. That's not it. The spirit communicates through emotion, but it also communicates through our thoughts. It also communicates through lots of different ways. Music, uh, other people, just like random things that happen that we just see and we have a thought or, or, and I'm not saying it doesn't, of course, emotions are a big part of that. That's how I primarily feel it, but there is a difference. It's not just everything. And the reason there's a difference is because growing up for me, I thought anytime I felt bad, I'm not feeling the spirit. Anytime I felt anxious, not feeling it. Anytime on my mission where I just was so deep in shame, I was not feeling it. And therefore, I was not worthy of it and something was wrong. I was therefore a bad missionary or a bad son or a bad, you know, member of the church, uh, whatnot. Like putting that label upon myself because I was simply just having an emotional experience. Just because you feel bad does not mean... One, that a decision is right or wrong, because I think a lot of us use that leverage against ourselves when it comes to making decisions. When it comes to the spirit, we usually rely on that kind of guidance, that inspiration, um, 
I guess I should kind of preface the spirit for some people. Like the way I classify the spirit is just like, you know, the presence of the Holy Ghost when it comes to inspiring you, giving you guidance, revelation that is something outside of you. You can call that revelation. You can call that the spirit. You can call that just plain old inspiration. Maybe it just came out from the netherscape, but I believe it came from the spirit when you're inspired to do something good, something that is of God because anything that is good is of God. Okay. And a lot of us use this against ourselves when it comes to decisions because we're going to make a decision and we're like, oh, but like, I don't know what's right because, because there's no clear feeling that's distinct of like, this is right or this is wrong. Most of the decisions you're going to experience in life are actually between two good things or two things that you kind of feel bad about for different reasons. Let me explain. Like, when I like I'm at a party and this is kind of silly because I wouldn't normally consider the Holy Ghost inspiring me for this. But like if I'm at a party and I see a cute girl and I want to go talk to her, I'm like, oh, well, like maybe I shouldn't talk to her because and that feels kind of safe and good. But I feel bad because I don't talk to her. But what if I do talk to her and I make a fool of myself? I get rejected. That also doesn't feel particularly good. And I could make that mean, well, I'm not feeling the spirit. I don't feel any clear sense of direction. Or like I'm deciding about college major. Or like when I was figuring out which university to go to when I was like in the beginning of figuring out my college career and everything, like I wanted a very distinct, clear decision. And I did honestly get that from the spirit. But later on in life, I found as I made these big decisions in my life, it hasn't been a black and white oh, this one is so right and that one's just wrong. It's been like, both of these are really good. Like, oh, like I'm stuck because my only indication that I've had of, you know, my thought about the spirit is like, I'm going to feel really good or really bad about it. Not just like, I'm going to feel, oh, both could be good. I could logically reason both to be right. And I'm going to talk a little bit about, I think, why this phenomenon occurs, but I just want to really point out is that when it comes to decision-making, the spirit is not the difference you feel. The spirit is not the immediate difference from low to high. Of course, we can feel that difference, especially when we're in the, the thick of it, especially when we have, like, in our own definition, sinned. Like as, you know, however, whatever that looks like, we've made a mistake and we've repented of that, that feeling, that difference, we typically associate with like, oh, that's the spirit because I feel so much better. And I'm not saying it's not part of that. It definitely, I think, is. But it's, we use, I think, that difference against ourselves when we don't feel that difference in a decision and it's easy to think, well, I must not be feeling the spirit. And if I'm not feeling the spirit, that means I'm doing something wrong. I promise you, you could be doing everything right in your life and like still think I'm not feeling the spirit just because you have a thought that says I must not be because I'm not feeling X, Y, Z. As human beings in our mortal experience, it makes perfect sense why we do this. We have a brain that is just trying to survive this world and make sense of everything. And so, of course, it's going to want to quantify and classify and analyze this. But it's not something to be done this way. It's not a tool to be kind of utilized in this like utilitarian fashion. It's rather something that is just simply experienced. And I believe something that is intuitive, trusted, that you just go with the thing 
that makes the most sense, the thing that feels the most right, the thing that you just trust yourself and you put yourself in that leap of faith that I'm guessing this is going to be in the hands of God. Like this is going to be in the hands of the spirit and you make a decision, whatever that college major is or whatever it is to stay with this person or to leave this person in a relationship or, or, you know, to, I don't know, whatever that decision is for you that's, that might be kind of big and that's dwelling on you and you're just like, it doesn't feel like there's a right or wrong answer. And it comes down to my second point is that maybe it's just because God wants you to make a decision. Maybe then is when your inspiration actually comes because then you start getting the knowledge you need to figure out, oh, this is right. Or eh, actually, I don't think this is wrong. So I'm going to now make the right choice, which means in the end, it's always been right. I'm going to use this example that like just this weekend, like I was, um, we had a huge monsoon here in Tucson, probably the biggest one that I've like actually experienced personally. And I was coming home from work and that night as a, as a ward, we were asked to go clean the temple and volunteer for that. And so I'm like, Oh, okay, well if I'm smart and I actually haven't been to the temple in a minute, like why don't I, go do, you know, go into the temple, plan that right before to go to an endowment session right before, and then go clean the temple after. That's an amazing idea. And to me, I distinctly thought like, oh yeah, that feels right. Like that feels like the spirit felt so called for it. And so I'm getting ready. And as I'm getting ready, like the storm hits huge storm. And I'm like, oh gosh, like that looks really bad. But a part of me was like, well, I felt good about it. I felt like this was the right thing. I'm going to go for it. Like, I'm just going to try at least. And so I went for it. I trusted that decision, put myself out there. And it was awful, terrible idea. Immediately found that out. Like, just like crazy hail and like could barely see at points. Trees were blocking the road on the way there. I literally traveled, I think, one mile in 10 minutes. And I'm like, look, nope. I got to turn around. And so I turned around I'm like, this is now, okay, this feels right. And then it like, as I was turning around every single time, my brain was like, ah, it's not that bad. You could do it. Like you said you were going to do it. Like, and that felt like the right thing. Like you should go do it and trust yourself. I'm like, okay, fine. And I turned around and I did that. I kid you not three times turned around back and forth, back and forth. And an honestly dangerous situation. The road was filling up with water. Police cars are going everywhere. Like it's not good. And eventually I came to the conclusion like, no, like I can't, like, this is not safe. This is not right. I feel like I need to go home. And so I went home and, and waited the storm out. And eventually I was able to go later and clean the temple, but I missed, you know, going to the temple for, for myself. And I thought back on that experience and I was like, yeah, I made the right choice. As called as I felt to do the thing, the inspiration changed. The revelation changed. The spirit reflected a different set of guidance. Yes, I was supposed to go, you know, maybe experience that. I believe I was supposed to go experience that just because I did. It happened. So like, why fret about that? Why like wonder and doubt? Did I make the right decision or not? Just trust I made the right decision. And it, it wasn't based on, you know, any feeling like I felt super good because I could have, guess what? I could have shamed myself for it. I could have made myself feel bad. Like, oh, I didn't go to the temple. I didn't do this amazing, awesome, wonderful thing that I wanted to. I should have gone. I should have pressed forward. That would have only filled me with shame. And then if I had this typical association that, oh, my emotions equal the spirit, I would have thought, 
I don't have the spirit. I must have made the wrong decision. I need to repent of that. And, and that's not saying that that's not always the case. I do believe that's true, but I think a lot of it is in our own head. A lot of it is not actually the Holy Ghost or the Spirit. It's us. We are creating the negative difference inside of us. Our own emotional experience, we're the ones playing more of a part in this than we realize. I'm not going to say that it's not aligned, of course. The Spirit's not going to communicate to us in our emotions when it comes to danger or things. But that's just going to come like as inspiration. To me, I feel there's a difference in that. And the only reason that this really matters or the reason that I'm bringing it up is because the reason I say that there is a difference between our emotions or the spirit and that we confuse it is that I think it's damaging us. I think we're hurting ourselves for no reason. You out there listening, I know because I've heard so many stories of people that I love and especially of myself, my own story, like hurting ourselves over and over again, just because we think I'm not feeling the spirit or I must be doing something wrong. Like, like, I guess like I need to like do something more about my, you know, testimony or do better in these commandments or, or do like these things differently just because like, I'm not feeling good. Like, therefore, God must not love me or God, like, is punishing me or, or one of these things when all of that, is, it's malarkey. It's lies. Of course, like, we are going to feel negative emotion when it comes to, I imagine, like, sinning because that thought of, like, oh, I'm doing something against what God wants me to do and I want to, like, please God or I want, you know, like... Like, of course, that is going to create negative emotion. And that honestly is probably a useful thing. In fact, I believe that all negative emotion can be a useful thing. I think a lot of it when it comes to this discussion or like, is it the spirit or is it just me? Or like, uh, I'm feeling cut off from the spirit or I'm not worthy of the spirit. I think a lot of that is unnecessary. It's unnecessary and it's just hurting ourselves, punishing ourselves for no actual good reason. More often than not, you're probably closest to God and the Spirit when you're deep in negative emotion. The easiest example of this, Jesus Christ. He experienced the most negative emotion. By the, his, you know, during his atonement, experienced everything, felt awful and even reached out to God, you know, to take it away from him in that sense. Like, like, let me get rid of all this negative emotion. Yet he was close. He was comforted. I'm not saying that like, you know, there was obviously a moment where he was forsaken just so he could know what that felt like because he had God with him the whole time. And that's just, that just further proves the point that he had him with They were, you know, together the whole time. And he still felt awful, sadness, depression, grief. Like, and I would even say he felt anger. Like, because there is that sense, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with anger. I think he felt like the whole gambit of negative emotion because he had to know what it felt like to be us, to be human, 
So he could empathize with us. He had to know our thoughts in order to be able to comfort us in those thoughts. He had to experience all of it. And he had the Spirit and God with him through all of it. And so maybe your negative emotion actually has nothing to do with your ability or worthiness in feeling the Spirit. It actually has more to do with like a reflection and relationship with yourself. And like your kindness and love that you have towards yourself. I promise you that you can be comforted in those things. Now, there might be a real good reason though, like why you don't feel necessarily what we might call like an abundance of like good feeling when you are in these moments when it comes to like the spirit comforting you. And the reason is this. During the monsoon, Um, that I was just in, like my apartment is destroyed practically because there are trees, like at least like eight or whatever, huge trees that fell over, like blocking, you know, on top of people's apartments, uh, on top of parking garage, like structures and like, uh, as well as like just blocking the front entrance (laughs) to the building. And, um, this, I did some research and I was talking with a friend could be a result of overwatering. When you overwater like trees, especially I believe here in Arizona, like where we just lack so much moisture, like when you wherever you are watering the tree, the tree is going to grow its roots towards. Therefore, if your source of water for the tree is super close to the tree, the roots will grow to that point. There's like a, you know, a root I didn't do enough tree research on this, but basically like just like the part of the root, probably the biggest section, I'm just going to call it the bud. I don't know. Like that like is searching for the water and has no need to lengthen or deepen or search its roots. If the water is present right there, always is like there And so therefore, when a big wind comes our way, the tree falls over. It gets literally uprooted with all the dirt. And it's just, you know, even though it's able to grow super tall, like the, its foundation is shaky because it isn't, it doesn't have like any root structure to keep it firm in its place. And I think that root structure is like your, like, it's you, it's you and your emotional like health and maturity when it comes to feeling the spirit. We're not always going to be able to distinguish it. When it comes to spiritual maturity, as we are growing up in the gospel or growing up just like in our relationship with God, he gives us more opportunity to make our own judgment, to make our own decision and trust that the spirit is there. Trust that we are being fed. Trust and reach out and push ourselves in that way. And it doesn't mean that it's not there, but we might not necessarily have the clear bell that we used to always have. And that's because we need to grow our roots. Opposition in all things. We need to make decisions even when we are in the midst of 
anxiety. Even when we can't necessarily get to peace around something, you have been given the greatest gift of all, which is your own agency, your own ability to make judgment, to decide for yourself, is this good or is this not good? Is this what I want and is this not what I want? And more often than not, you just have to trust yourself. It is something that is intuitive that you can only learn from growing a relationship with yourself. And the easiest way to block that relationship with yourself is to pile on shame in saying, I must not be worthy of the spirit or God must not love me or giving yourself all these reasons. I'm going to just waste my time with these decisions. I can't make a decision. I just don't know. Like putting that all on ourselves and saying something is wrong with us just because we are experiencing a negative emotion, just because we are in depression or we're having anxiety, we're having even a panic attack, we're in the thick of it. When it comes to despair, we are hopeless. You're a human being. Of course you are. You are supposed to be having that experience because it is forcing you to grow. You can't grow. You don't know what you're looking for if you do not experience the opposition that is necessary for it. Because then one day, a wind will come and knock you over if you just always had it there for you. My friends, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know why I did this episode, honestly, and I, I just felt inspired to. Maybe it's more for me. I hope one of you out there really gets a lot out of it. I hope it was able to help you. But I really just want to emphasize this point that your relationship with God and the Spirit has more to do with your thoughts about them than it has to actually do necessarily with your actions. Because you can do everything, everything right. I promise you could do everything and still feel cut off because you're thinking it. Because your thoughts are creating your own feelings. Don't confuse your own emotions with the spirit. Because in fact, we're supposed to be having a human experience. We're supposed to be feeling all of it. In order to feel true joy, you must have both light and darkness. You must have it all. And therefore, the spirit is allowed to be present in all of it. I'm not saying that we won't always feel it the way we always have, especially when we've marked it by having a difference of emotion and feeling or just like feeling good and positive all the time. In fact, I think it's something that supersedes all those sorts of emotions. And even then, we might not feel the way that we usually have. It does not mean we're not worthy of it or something has gone wrong with it. And even if that was the case, doesn't mean that God does not love you. Our thoughts about our relationship, like our thoughts about God and the spirit, all of that, that is where our emotions are coming from. And if you truly feel like how you quote unquote feel the spirit has changed, maybe God wants you to grow. Maybe this is your opportunity to use your own judgment to begin to truly trust yourself. And I promise you, that's the greatest gift you can give yourself. It'll change your life for the better. Okay? 
And if you want to begin to feel better about your relationship with the spirit, with God, you got to begin with what's going on in your head, what lies are in there and begin to change those. Begin to quote unquote, actually repent. That's the definition, changing your heart and thoughts, (laughs) changing your feelings about it, finding the truth that is right. Okay, my friends, I hope that helps you. Love you all. And hope you have an amazing week. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard today, please leave your review, share with a friend, and don't forget to follow me on my Instagram at Caleb, the college coach for more content that'll inspire you. And if you want to apply the very tools that I talk about directly to your life with a personal touch, sign up for your free 30 minute coaching call with me. Remember you are good. You are capable and you can have the very life you want. Good luck out there in the real world.